Today's episode is brought to you by Canvas. Do you know how long it takes you to measure and model an as-built? Probably more time than you'd like. Canvas replaces hours of manual measuring with a few minutes of scanning with your iPhone or iPad. And Canvas eliminates the hours, if not days, of taking your measurements and turning them into a 3D as-built or 2D floor plan, all for pennies per square foot. You can try Canvas for free and download it at www.canvas.io and make sure to use promo code BF. That's www.canvas.io and promo code BF23. All right, now back to the show. Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here, we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey, and welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. I'm Spencer Powell, and if you don't know me, I'm the CEO over at Builder Funnel. Our agency helps remodeling companies build sustainable, repeatable marketing systems that have generated well over $150 million in remodeling projects. This channel, Builder Funnel Radio, is where we share what's worked for us in hopes that it'll work for you as well. We always appreciate if you subscribe and share these with somebody if you get some value out of the content and what we talk about. And also, we have a new secrets report, which is our $150 million design build remodeling marketing secrets guide. And you can get that if you just go to builderfunnel.com, you'll see a, a way to to download that. For today, I wanted to dive into blogging and content. This is something we talk a lot about. And if you've been following us for a while, you know, we're big believers in educational marketing, value-driven marketing, if you operate in the design build space. But even if you don't, you know, people are making large decisions with you. And so they want to feel like they have the information. They want to feel confident when they reach out to somebody they want to work with. And the way you can build confidence in your prospects and trust is by educating them and one, demonstrating your expertise, but two, being that that provider of explaining how everything works so that they're able to connect back that expertise to you. So I want to go over a few different buckets of where you should start when you're starting to create blog posts. And if you've been blogging for a while, hopefully this will just either confirm that you've got some of these topics or it'll show you where some of the gaps are. So going into the first bucket, service costs, basically. What does what you offer cost or what's the investment level? And when it comes to remodeling, we all know that cost, you can't just say a kitchen is you know, $72,432, or it's $212,000 or whatever some exact price is. And so what this bucket of topics does for you is one, it allows you to pull people in. Everybody is searching for this information. Anybody that's going to do a kitchen remodel, an addition, a bathroom remodel, and anywhere in between, they want to know roughly what it costs. And the old way of getting this information was they had to talk to a salesperson. That is long gone. They are going to do that. They're going to find out your specific pricing and how you get to a final price for their project. But 
they can get to the information in a couple of quick searches and they just go to Google and they're going to look for it. And so that's the big win here is that if you talk about costs and pricing openly, you can actually attract people that are in that research mode that are trying to figure out what does this cost. And then once they're on your site, it acts as a qualifier, which is an even better tool. If you do kitchens between 100 and 250 grand, that's kind of your sweet spot. And somebody does a, a Google search and they type in, how much does it cost to remodel a kitchen in Denver? And they find your blog post and maybe their budget was 20 grand and they're reading your blog post and you're talking about how generally, you know, if you are looking to do a design build project, you know, rough square footage ranges, you're picking higher end finishes, talking about all the factors that influence pricing and kind of where you end up. And you say, generally, you know, projects that we execute are going to be between 100 and 250 as a general rule of thumb. Here's why you might be on the low end of that. You know, here's why you might be on the high end of that. Here are the different factors that go into that. And if somebody's sitting there going, well, I was hoping to do this for 20 grand. Well, now they know that you're not the right person for them. So they're going to leave. That's a big win. But if somebody comes in and they were kind of in that like 125 range and they're like, well, you know, now you basically are educating them on what to expect when they enter the sales process. And so they have much more aligned expectations when they come into those sales conversations. And they will know, hey, if I want to get X, Y, and Z, like that might move my budget up because that's what they're reading about. So this is one of the areas that we've seen a ton of success in is just writing really good optimized posts around cost and pricing for all the different service areas that you offer, and then using that to qualify both in and out the right fit prospects. So if you don't have those types of blog posts, I would put those near the top of your list as a suggestion. Hey guys, I know that if you listen to Builder Funnel Radio, you are hyper aware of the fact that the way people shop and buy, it's changed dramatically over the years. And for the last 10 years, really since I started doing all this, helping my uncle's remodeling division scale up from about 2 million to 10 million, We've been helping remodelers and builders and contractors all over the country really refine their marketing systems. And I recently decided to kind of bottle all of that up into my first book. And that book is called The Remodeler Marketing Blueprint. And you can pick up a copy by going to the website, remodelermarketingblueprint.com. You can also search for it on Amazon or wherever books are sold online. But I highly recommend you go over to the website because we've got some cool book bonuses that go along with that if you pick up a few extra copies for your friends and colleagues or your teammates. So it would mean a lot to me if you've been listening to this podcast for a while or even just a few episodes, if you've ever gotten any value out of it, head over to remodelermarketingblueprint.com and snag your copy today. All right, let's get back to the show. Okay, next up is industry trends. So this is going to be things like design trends, you know, and kind of the the cycles of those types of things, you know, seeing like, hey, we're seeing farmhouse style or hey, we're seeing some of these trends kind of coming back from the 70s or this is the color of the year. These are kind of some more modern color palettes. People that are doing more large scale projects, both interior kind of design build or custom homes or anything like that, generally design 
is important to them. It's not just about, I need to just replace, you know, my cabinets and countertops and I'm kind of just looking for price. Like if they're, if they're really doing this, then design is a big component. And so you can showcase and differentiate yourself by featuring and talking about certain industry trends and showcasing your unique design projects that you've done, those types of things. And so anything in this bucket around industry trends will start to position you as a thought leader and you can build a lot of trust with prospects as they're researching and and browsing your blog and learning about what the current trends are. And again, this can be a differentiator if you're kind of leading with design and it can position you against, against other companies. All right, next up is anything around your process and the design build process. Everybody has kind of a a slightly unique way of how they handle projects and how they move people from, you know, their their dreams into that final reality of of executing the project and getting them to the end result. And detailing blogs around what the first step is, you know, in discussing their goals and their dreams and then what the second step is around like the design process and the design agreement and how that works and what the pricing is for that and then as they move into the build phase like how long does that take what's required of the prospect like there's so many micro questions within even just detailing out the process so you can write you know you could write one super long blog or you could build out several blogs around this topic but again what this does is it really builds a lot of trust with your prospects on what they can expect and then again when you think about aligning expectations when they actually become a customer they know what kind of that process is and what to expect. And hopefully at this point, they've heard it and seen it a few times, some in the marketing process, some in the sales process before they, you know, signed on the dotted line and started moving forward. And then it's being repeated as they actually go through the process. So it should help with just that customer experience as well. And then again, in terms of a qualification tool, you know, somebody that maybe was just looking for, you know, to get their project done, in a few weeks or you know a couple of months if that's not possible for whatever the scope of the project is and following this you know design build process then we want to set that expectation up front so it can qualify out somebody that may not be a good fit so that's another great bucket and then the final one is is more of a top of the funnel bucket but it's generating local authority and and building general awareness within your community and this can be answering like local specific questions And it can seem counterintuitive, but if you think about if you're targeting a super high-end clientele, you want to kind of expand your mind and start to think about what are their hobbies? What are they doing? And so you might write about the top country clubs or golf courses in the area, or maybe there's like a yacht club if you're on the coast or something like that, or boating or aviation. Some of our clients, we write a lot about, you know, airplane hangars and different like things related to owning planes or chartering planes or or those types of things. And so if you start to think about the activities and hobbies and places that they hang out that are your ideal clientele, then you can actually start to build awareness with your audience on some just related topics to them, start to to generate, you know, the right type of person getting to your website. The other benefit of that is you can start to potentially form relationships with some of these, you know, say country clubs where they may see you as like, hey, they're promoting us and featuring us on their website. Maybe they can start referring people back to you. And so that could be a next level activity of once you've written about some of these topics, then reaching out to these companies, letting them know that you featured them 
and then starting to form those relationships to build some referral networks. So it's amazing what you can create by just starting with content. But again, even before that, you want to start with who am I trying to attract? And then that will dictate some of the content. And then that can dictate how that gets you into some of these networks and communities. So anyway, that is four kind of major buckets of blog content that we have seen perform really, really well and in doing, and not just in attracting tons and tons of traffic, but also qualifying that traffic and making sure we're bringing in the right type of traffic. Because at the end of the day, that's what really matters. We'd rather have a smaller number of the exact right type of people versus just a a massive number of tire kickers and people that aren't actually going to move forward. So hopefully this was helpful in, in terms of getting into some specifics around where do you start with blog content? How do you actually focus that blog content around topics and things that actually matter to your audience? And with that, see you next time here on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text RADIO to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.